You're listening to Eye on the Ball with Steve Rivera. This podcast is a Bustos Media production on The Voice. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Eye on the Ball. I'm Steve Rivera alongside co-host Jay Gonzalez, and you're listening to 1030 The Voice. Zumbaya, Mr. Jay Gonzalez. Zumbaya. <laughs> on all day. All, I was on Zoom all day long today. We had, well, at least I was on with Hiki. You were on with Hiki. Who else did you have? Well, I had a couple um, a, a couple of business uh, stories that I'm writing for Biz Tucson Magazine, but then also had uh, uh Head uh, women's basketball coach Adia Barnes. You had a better afternoon than I did then, yeah. because uh, Adia. Any conversation with Adia is a good one. She's fun. You know, she, she's fun. She she's so energetic and so positive. She was like, "We're playing." We're playing in January. We're playing. I'm telling you, we're playing. She could have waited for next week if we try to get her on the show because we broke a couple of things with her already. Yeah. It was actually kind of funny. At the end of the news conference, and there were probably, I'm going to say, eight or ten of us, maybe 12 of us on there. At the very end, she says, what do you guys think? She wanted us to. She wanted to know from us what we thought. You know, do you, do you guys think we're playing? And it was it was pretty funny. Oh, it was, I'm it was sure it was consensus. It, that... it was a great conversation. You know, it was a great conversation. Right. No, she's a great to cover. I, I'm assuming. Yeah, she's we got to get her back here. Affable and, and available. Yeah, no question. Let's start the day just be talking about Dave Hickey. Uh It was about an hour, almost on the on the right, line with him. Almost an hour. Yeah. Uh, talking a lot, everything about UA football and the Pac-12. Uh, I think the biggest news that came out was if they do not. Play play in the fall and the spring it'll be a 60 to 65 million dollar loss wow that's a big number that's i mean okay yeah who who was it who was it mike trout's making that or something like that (laughs) hey mike can you give us a year of your salary or even half of that (laughs) or mookie Betts or one of those guys uh, that is amazing and and i think that was the biggest news i could be wrong and then the 94 million dollar number yeah well he said that he said that their budget is 94 million dollars and it's a 60 to 65 million dollar hit if they don't play if they don't play football now even if they do play football in the spring they're not going to get that 60 to 65 Five million, right. they'll get what maybe thirty if they get the TV money. Depending on what the TV money turns out to be, sure. If you know if there's no fans in the stands and whatever, you know they're not going to recoup a lot of that. So, you know, no matter what, they're really going to take a hit. Yeah, no question. How do you recover from? That's like I don't know what that is to you and me, but that's a heck of a lot of money well, in perspective. <laughs> Does that make sense? It's you know, an you amount know, of money that, that I can't even like. If Mike fathom. Trout lost a buck. To me, that's like a hundred bucks. You know what yeah, I'm saying? It's right, right. To perspective. Well, you know, no doubt this is going to take years and years, you know, to get past. And it's it's one of those things. That's why you know it's a hundred year pandemic, right? Well, you're going to have right problems from it that are going to last for for years and years. So, you know, you can't say, well, this is going to, you know, this is going to be fixed after a couple of years. It's going to take a while. Yeah. I mean, even the scheduling. Is going to take a while, you know, because if you push football into the into the fall into the spring, then you're going to have to push fall football back a little bit, sure, and maybe maybe some of the other sports as well. So it's going to take a couple of years just to fix all the scheduling. And he talked about that when we had him on the show a couple of days ago. He talked about right. how structured it could be. But the thing is, everybody everyone says it's not going to happen. Two seasons in a year is too much, yada yada. But I think they're going by the 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 stuff that we know. Right. People aren't don't like change. Right. So I think it's it's going to stay the same. They're going to alter it. And it's, an, it's still an incredibly fluid situation. Yes, yes. You know, no you know, he got he, he got asked a bunch of questions. You know, what do you think? And he's like, I'm not even going to talk about that because <laughs> right. this could change tomorrow. Right. And 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 it can. You know, uh, I think he was asked, 
you know, what changed? You know, two weeks ago, you guys released a schedule and you're ready to play. And he said, what two you, weeks in COVID time is an eternity. Right. And it has been. Yeah. No, it's an eternity and it's a second because you know how it is. To, we could get a call tomorrow so things have changed. What are you going to do? You have to do your due diligence. And and they gave us a deadline of August, uh, July 31st, right? Right. Oh, this, they're not going to say, oh, we can't do it. Right. Because we're not going to do it. They they're put gonna, out the schedule. They brought out the schedule. And, and now people are like, well, why did you put out a schedule? <laughs> well, we put it out because we said <laughs> we were going to put it out. <laughs> right. You're dead. We live in a time when you're damned if you do and damned right. if you don't. If you say, Yes. Why didn't you say no? And when you say no, why didn't you say right. yes? Right. And maybe, maybe you know what they should have said is we'll release the schedule as soon as we can. But they said they were going to release the schedule on July thirty first. They released the schedule on July thirty first, and then they got hammered for releasing the schedule on July thirty first. So. Right. 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 It's it's crazy. We, we live in it a is. weird time. It is. Um, but I, I do hand it to him. He, he spent an hour with us. I thought those two numbers were big: the sixty five uh, million and the ninety four million. And then uh, who knows? Maybe it's going to be basketball in a bubble. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe you know basketball in a bubble. Look, that can be done. I covered the first Pac-12, or excuse me, Pac-10 basketball tournament. Back in the day? Back in the day. 1986-87 mm-hmm. season. And it, it was the, 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 the tournament was held at UCLA. And all the teams, all the staff, everybody stayed at the Westin Bonaventure mm-hmm. in, you know, in the middle of downtown L.A. La-di-da. Everybody was there. Uh-huh. Um, and, and, you know, it's that... It can Everybody's seen that hotel sure. in the movies. It's the four glass yeah. pillar buildings. Yeah, uh-huh. And um, everybody was in one building. You know, I could mm-hmm. see them doing that, saying, okay, nobody comes in here... Except for the ex- teams. Um, right. yeah, except for the teams. You, you know, we were, we were taking a shuttle from in front of the hotel... To UCLA and back, mm-hmm. um, you know that can be done. You can even do that in Vegas. You know, there's three, f- three arenas they could play in over there. Sure, three or four sure, arenas. Sure, they sure, could, sure. Geez, there's like four of them. Sure, fans or no so, fans. You know, no you, fans. You know, you. I I believe you can go play the NCAA tournament in Vegas. Think about it. You've got. You've got you, no. You you have enough. You've got T-Mobile. Mm-hmm. You've got Thomas and Mac UNLV's mm-hmm. arena, eighteen thousand seat arena. You've got the MGM Grand and uh, uh, the, yeah. the 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 arena that they played the pack the pack dog tournament. Be, no, the, 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 at the MGM Grand, yeah, yeah, yeah. the Garden yeah. Arena or right, whatever, right, right. where they Which, played the tournament before they moved it to T-Mobile. Three. And then the New Orleans one. No, 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 no. An even bigger one is is over at um, um, the Mirage, not the Mirage, the other one. Um, the Mandalay Bay. I the Mandalay's got a one. huge arena. Who plays there? Because I know that the the WAC. I think it's the WAC plays at New Orleans or the big the big. Who's the Gonzaga? Gonzaga, the big sky. What, well, well, the, the, of the of the conference tournaments, one of them plays at the Orleans, but the Orleans is like a eight or nine thousand seat arena. I think the one at at Mandalay is like a sixteen thousand seat arena. It's a huge arena. They have yeah. concerts and stuff like that. Well, they, there. well, your point is they have the enough. The point is they have. They have four arenas. I like it. Let's go. You can play the NCAA tournament there because they're you know, look on a regular NCAA tournament day. There's there's you know four arenas going each yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I like it. Let's go because you could do it. You, and, and there's you, enough. Uh, there's imagine, obviously enough hotel space. Imagine the fun Vegas would be for that. No, I, because let me I would some, be there. There's some of the if you don't go to the tournament just to go to the tournament, where else do you go? I, I'm asking. People like you, right? They you go, go to Vegas, Vegas. <laughs> exactly, because Vegas, you have all right. right there. I, I, you know what? Make me the commissioner of the NCAA. Let's vote, uh, I vote NCAA, on it right now. And we're moving, and we're having March Madness in May to let football finish, and we're playing it 
in Vegas. May we have the Kentucky Derby. We'll have a Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> we'll have a party, a boxing event. Let's do like the May 5th uh, yeah. around that time. Exactly. I'm in, too. I'm in, too. Let's do it. Get the van. You're driving? I'm all for it. Okay, you drive. I'll, yeah, I'll drive. I'm, I'm, I'm all in. Let's go. That's a great idea. I think that's a great idea. You have a lot of you have enough facilities right. to accommodate everybody. Right. Vegas would be crazy. You can lock up those hotels so that nobody else can get in. You know, all of those hotels have entrances where... You know, you can pull a bus up to a door and people go, you know, and, and players go in. Fans, though? Fan, are fans going to be in this place? Probably no. Probably not. Not this first year. Oh, and then and then, and I just got I just got texted. For the Final Four, you have it in the Raiders Stadium. <sighs> Boom! It's on. You, it's on. That's a column. That's a column. It's you on. Get on the, after We're the going show. to Vegas in May, NCAA tournament in the bubble. It's a column. You know, take, and we and we can go and you know you can bring fans in and the whole bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why why not? Sure. <laughs> yeah. No, I I like it. I like it. Watch, that could get some some legs. I, I like could that. Get some legs. I like that a lot. Yeah, yeah. I have to save my. Well, first, cash. we gotta have a football season, Steve. Uh, that ain't gonna happen. Come on. Sorry, sorry. Come on. Uh, but save your cash because we're going to Vegas. Uh, okay. May May for the fourth for the final four. All right. Hey, let's take a quick break here. And uh, well, no, I can't can't take a quick break. Tom's on the phone. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> Uh, we're going to talk a lot. We're going to talk to Ali Farhang. Obviously. Ali Farhang is going to come and tell us what the heck's going on with the Arizona Bowl. They've lost both of their conference tie-ins, and so it's you know, um, you know what's happening. I I don't know. I don't feel good about that. Well, but, it's, it's Tom's off the phone. We're going to take a quick break here. Talk to Ali on the other side here on Ten Thirty The Voice. There's a place in our house. For 70 years, Benjamin Supply has been keeping Tucson flowing. Hygiene is our business. We help you achieve extreme clean. Minimize germ spreading with a hands-free sensor faucet. Forget the paper panic with a washlet seat. And speaking of waterworks, a big thanks to plumbers for their essential efforts during this health crisis. Shop our downtown showroom by appointment. Call us at 777-7000 or see all the products online at BenjaminSupply.com. Thanks to Benjamin Plumbing Supply. Where you bank really does matter. Hughes Federal Credit Union is proud to be recognized by Forbes as one of Arizona's best credit unions three years in a row. This national recognition highlights our commitment to high-quality products and services, our customer service, digital services, and financial advice. At Hughes Federal Credit Union, we offer low rates on loans, lower fees, and many free services. Make the switch. Join Hughes today. Visit HughesFCU.org best. Certain restrictions apply insured by NCUA. Hey, welcome back to Wine the Ball here on 1030 The Voice. I'm Steve Rivera alongside Coach Jay Gonzalez. And now on the phone, we have Ali Farhang, president, or not president, founder of the Arizona Bowl. How are you, Ali? Hey, I saw Ali from Rancho Cucamonga. Long time <laughs> listener, first time caller. How are you? But, but I've missed you. You, you. you came to my show, were a star, and then you went to the other guys and you became a bigger star. How did that happen? Uh, you know, probably just a convergence of dumb luck and bad decisions. <laughs> well, well, with all due respect, Ali, your show got canceled and we're still here. So, <laughs> no, it got postponed, Jay. Just like everything else, furloughed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Talk, talk about talk post- to you guys. How are you guys? Good, good. We're having a little bit of fun here. Glad you're on the show. Good, good. I'm glad. I'm glad to, we got to you guys on the radio, keeping us informed of sports and giving it to us straight. Well, we're having that. fun. That's why we have you give it to us straight in the bowl game that you're involved with. Well, I mean, this is not uh, to me something that was unforeseeable, and you know, there's a a much bigger issue going on than just college athletics. And I think personally, we didn't have to be here, but here we are. And uh, so we've been preparing for a lot of different 
alternatives um, since late March, really. And right now, you know, we our two conference partners have canceled football in the fall. So um, there's really nothing for us to do but just be prepared for whatever may happen. Do I think there's going to be a, a bowl game in 2020? Unlikely. But, you know, who knows? We have to be flexible and be ready to go uh, in case – there's a miracle cure, and they decide they're going to get going again. I mean, it seems like uh, every every day is like two weeks with this pandemic, and things change by the minute. So right now, I think uh, realistically we have to be in a position to be prepared in case there's a – to be a part of a creative solution in the spring if that comes to pass. And if not, or if there's no bowl games in the spring and it's a truncated season, then we'll be ready to go in 2021. So, I mean, we, I mean, could you have a game if, say, you know, let's say these other three uh, leagues pull off a, you know, pull off a season? Would you guys just have a game with whoever's available to play at the end of that, and you know, to have a game, or it does it? I mean, if there's not going to be travel and stuff like that, I mean, what you know, what uh, you know, what would you do? You know, Jay, that's a great question, and I'm going to tell you the three words I've said more in the last three months than I have in the last 30 years, which is, I don't know. Um, there usually is a fourth word in there, but I know that you have certain regulations with... Uh, Thank you. We need FCC our job. That we can't say. We need our job. Yeah, I mean, listen, um, you know, there's a couple of issues with that. First of all, there's 41 bowl games, which allows for 82 teams to play, but right now, there's only 77 FBS teams that are actually going to be playing football in the fall as of now. And whether or not they're able to continue to go and they're able to finish a season, I mean, who knows? I, I, I don't really know. I think that, honestly, you know, we have to, keep, we have to be ready for anything that comes mm-hmm. and, and really prepare for December 31st, 2021. So we have to take a long-term approach at this while at the same time, remaining as nimble and flexible as possible. How, how did you take the news? I mean, uh, we had, we've had we had uh, Dr. Robbins on. We had Hickey on. March 12th, 13th was a crazy day when everything kind of shut down. Well, well, we had Kim on the day hey, before Kim. the Mac announced they weren't going to play. Right, right. So how did you take all this craziness? Well, you guys know that I'm like Mr. Optimistic. Yes. And I try to be positive all the time. But Kim can tell you that since late March, I'm like, I don't see – how this is going to work in the fall. So we have to be prepared for the worst and hope for the best. So, I mean, am I disappointed? Of course I am. I mean, the Arizona Bowl is all about bringing our community together and, you know, showing the best of Tucson um, and highlighting just what a wonderful community this is and not being able to get together and do that and build on the success of the last five years. I mean, the last two years was, I mean, you know, two out of the last three years, New Mexico State and that wonderful finish. And then last year with Wyoming here, I mean, there was, and and then the downtown block party after the game where we dropped a taco and there was 10,000 people. I mean, we actually had a Times Square in Tucson. So to not be able to build off that is certainly disappointing. At the same time, I think you got to maintain a certain amount of perspective of what's going on. And there's so much uncertainty from a health perspective with respect to these student athletes. So I think it took a lot of courage, frankly, for the MAC and the Mountain West and Pac-12 and Big Ten to, to you know, shut it down. And, um, you know, I respect the decision. And, you know, it's, uh, it's, uh, you just deal with, you deal with the punches as they come. So it was, uh, <clears throat> I understand. And it just, it breaks my heart how much we're not going to be able to get together. But, like, you know, a lot of things 
and I mean, I'm curious for you guys. I mean, I've seen Jay dancing, and I've seen with his daughters and his families, and I've seen you doing things, Steve. I mean, <laughs> it's great, though. I mean, there's silver linings to this, and it's uh, you gain a certain level of introspection and perspective. And uh, for me, among other many other things, I've learned that how grateful I am for just getting in my car and going to a football game with a bunch of people on a Saturday night, you know, and being with, you know, my neighbors and my friends and having, having that kind of good of time. So I have a huge amount of gratitude for what we've built and I'm grateful for where we're at. And it's going to be the sweetest nectar when we get to come together again as a community and kick the ball off at Arizona Stadium for the next Arizona Bowl. Yeah, I mean, we can't wait. And, you know, I mean, that, that the event is so fun. And, you know, if, if if you haven't gone to it or haven't seen it and, and you know, gone to the tailgates or whatever, and, you know, I work it. I, I, you know, I'm on the stat crew for the game, and I've done that, you know, each year. But just walking, you know, walking to the stadium and being around it, even though it's, you know, it's not the Rose Bowl and it's not, you know, the national championship game, it's fun. It's festive. I mean, leaving the stadium after New Mexico State won, you know, that game was the coolest thing. Well, all of Las Cruces was here. Yeah. But, I mean, they it, it was exciting. And I thought, God, you know, they, they, there was just a buzz to everything. And it was just so much fun. So, it's I, you know, the bowl games, you know, dating back to the old Copper Bowl and the Inside Bowl and whatever, you know, it was a lot of work. I, you know, I was on the, those committees and it was a ton of work. And I was, you know, ground to the ground by the time the game came around. But then when the game happened, mm. it, it was just so cool. It, it just brought some energy to the city. Yeah, I mean, I appreciate those sentiments, guys. I mean, you guys are, uh, you know, it's like we all get together and we share time together. And it's like those connections, you know, like I don't take it for granted as much anymore when I get to see you, Jay, or I get to see you, Steve. And, you know, we're at a press conference or something like that. But, you know, you know, you said the Rose Bowl or national championship. I mean, frankly, and I know I'm biased, but, you know, I think the Arizona Bowl is what bowl games used to be, and there's a certain nostalgia and tradition to it. And, you know, you can, Jay, you see it on the field. You know, you can't tell those kids when they win, when they're raising that trophy, you can't tell me that they don't think it's the national championship. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And, uh, it's imp- and, and they earned it, and it's an important thing for them. So, you know, for me, like, I really love the conferences we have. They're so appreciative of being here. They stay in the finest resorts. Um, all their fans come here. The weather's beautiful. It's just, uh, and it's about the community, right? It's not, you know, while I'm very appreciative of our game being on CBS Sports, it's not TV programming. It's actually a community event. Right. And what really, like, it's, like I said, what's really disappointing to me is, you know, we're probably not going to be able to continue to build on that, tradi- that tradition and continue to build it as a, a bedrock absolute tradition that everybody in tucson and southern arizona feels like they have to be at we were we're getting there and to take a pause now with so much momentum is it sucks but uh (laughs) you know we're you just you this is you know this thing happens once every hundred years and a lot of people are suffering so you know we just right now our whole focus from the arizona bowl perspective is we've got just a wonderful group of about 80 uh, volunteers in our bowl committee, and we've got about 15 board members. And our edict since April 1st has not been to ask anybody, what can you do for us? It's been, what can we do for you? Because we have to live by the words that we espouse, which is we want to be community leaders and, uh, and, and do good in our community. And so 
whether it's been diaper drives or uh, school supplies at the Boys and Girls Club of Tucson or getting pet food for the pet sanctuary. I mean, the Bowl Committee, it's a testament to them. They've just been nonstop of donating their time and trying to help our neighbors uh, and, and, and our community the best they can. And we're going to continue to do that even if there's not a game in 2020. Well, Ali, appreciate it. Thank you very much. Go have a great dinner with your parents. I know that's where you're off to. I got to tell you, man. There's uh, there's one other thing I've learned. There's there's two things that I we have about feel, twenty seconds. Gonna, you 20 got about seconds. twenty seconds. Just tell you, number one is when your daughter beats you running, and number two, when you watch the Breakfast Club and you start rooting for the counselor. So a lot of <laughs> a lot of uh, I've learned a lot. Love being on with you guys. Thank you, Thank for you man. Ali, Thank you, thanks a whole bunch. It. We'll see you again. Great insight. Thank you, Ali. Appreciate Bravo. it. Do I have to go watch that movie again? Holy moly! <laughs> hey, let's take a quick break here on ten thirty. The Voice. Camille Rivas Rutherford with Coldwell Banker Realty has been one of the top producing real estate agents in Tucson, Oro Valley, Marana, and Vail for more than 20 years. Let her help you find your dream home in Southern Arizona. Her passion and enthusiasm for real estate has helped her become one of the most respected and trusted realtors in the area. And she was recently named a recipient of Coldwell Banker's 2019 International President Circle Award. Camille's approach to sales and marketing and selling or buying a home is second to none. Give her a call at 520-250-5192. Time to update those old kitchen cabinets? Call the Window Depot today. The Window Depot is not only the number one warehouse for windows and doors, we now have a great selection of kitchen and bath cabinets at Tucson's best prices. The Window Depot is Tucson's top spot for granite and quartz countertops to finish the new kitchen or the replacement of that old worn out Formica. So call us today at 290-8545 or 622-6430. The Window Depot, windows, doors, granite, and new kitchens. Hey, welcome back to Eye on the Ball here on 1030 The Voice. I'm Steve Rivera alongside Coach Jay Gonzalez. Uh, how do you say yes? How do you say 10 in Spanish? Yes. Yes, right. Uh, that was a 10 in interviews with Ali. You Fine. know, I, Ali's such a good guy. I, I love him. And, uh, you know, his 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 energy, his enthusiasm, can play around. His, his positivity yeah. are, are what have made you know, really made the bowl and you can play around with them and you can joke around with them. And, you know, he, uh, when he was doing the show with Justin uh, Spears on, on ESPN, I went on a couple of times with him. And when I got named president of the sugar skulls and we went on and we joked and he told, we told, cause I've known Ali since he was in high school. Since he was probably a thin guy? Yeah, and, was he and, he, guy? and he had hair. Oh, yeah. And he had, that I, was way I back I never would have thought day. he was going to lose all his hair, but, um, you know, he's been always been a fun guy. Um, he, he, good head on his shoulders, obviously, you know, very successful lawyer and businessman, and he's he's made a huge impact in this town, and a lot of it has to do with the fact that he's always positive about stuff. You right, know? right. He's no, never, he is. You know, he's never looking. He's, I mean, he's he's a sharp guy, and he's, he sees the, you know, he sees the, uh, the, the speed bumps coming, and he doesn't ignore him, but you know he's he's always tried to be positive, and and, and I I love him. He's a he's a really cool guy, and the I love thing, being around him. The one thing he sucks at is is predicting the weather. <laughs> It's always 71.2 on the game day. Remember the game in Nevada? Oh, it was freezing. freezing. It was so cold. Freezing. It was so cold. But you know he's like I said he you know he's a he's a really good guy. He's good for our community, and I'm happy he's the you know he's the guy who you know got this ball rolling with the bowl game. Right, right, right. Hey, so let's kind of transition real quick. You know why I don't play golf? It's crazy 
I suck at it, and you too many rules. There are a lot of rules. There are a lot of rules, and then it's a gentleman's game, so you have to kind of, you know, you, you got to tell on yourself sometimes, but sometimes other people tell on you. And I'd be in the bunker way too much, or the desert. I've, you, I can't tell you how many balls I've lost when I play, because I suck. So, yesterday, was it yesterday or Wednesday? Yesterday. So the pro, pro amateur? And the, the U.S. amateur is going on. Go, you have to explain this one to me. Okay, U.S. amateur golf tournament. They're in the quarterfinals, where now it's match play, which is, you know, you win mm-hmm. a hole, you lose mm-hmm. a hole, you win, a, you win more holes, you win, the, you win the match. So there's a, there's a quarterfinal match they're on the 18th hole and uh, they're tied so whoever wins if somebody wins a hole match you know you win win the match Uh, uh, a golfer hits his ball into a sand trap the rule when you go into sand trap is you can't touch the sand with anything other than your feet you can't you can't kick the sand to kind of get a feel for i mean people dig in and they get a feel for it but you can't purposely touch the sand in a way that you're trying to figure out what the sand feels like. You can't, your club cannot touch the sand until you hit the ball, Mm -hmm. until you make your swing. So in this particular case, the caddy for one of the players, uh, as they're walking up to the the sand trap, walks into the sand trap and bends over and brushes the sand with his hand. Uh, I mean, essentially... What hole? hole? 18th hole. Final hole. Last hole. Essentially... Getting a feel for what, you know, the texture of the sand. Is it hard? Is it soft? Is it that kind of thing? Because all that matters with your shot. And the caddy for the other players saw it. So he reported it to a rules official. A rules official came up and asked the caddy, did you touch the sand? He said, no, I didn't. And they went to the video and they're fine. they had video and he clearly touched the sand. Mm-hmm. So the rule is when you do that, you lose the hole. Well, losing the hole meant his golfer Lost the match. So you lose the hole, not a stroke. The hole. You lose the hole. So, so they in even, a match play. So they didn't even go it, to the to the final hole. They didn't even hit the that last was shot. the last hole. Yeah, but they didn't even. They, take, they, it was, over, was right over there. Right there. The, the hole was lost because it was the 18th hole and they were tied. The match was lost. Yeah. It if, was, if, if they had had some holes left, he just would have lost the hole, and they would have kept going. Now, if it was stroke play, it would have been a two-stroke penalty. Mm-hmm. You're at, you know, but. So, so it was obvious that the caddy didn't know the rule or spaced the rule. Well, he he probably spaced the rule because he should know the rule because golfers know the rule, and, and the caddy's an extension of the golfer. So the caddy can't do anything the golfer can't do. So he touched the sand. It would have been the same as if the golfer walked in the, in the, in the sand trap and dropped his club in the sand before he hit the ball. And it was a, and it was a penalty, and he lost, and he lost the match for his player. The very reason why I'll see you in the clubhouse, and I'll be enjoying the hot toddy. Not now, but in the winter. Oh, well, you guys go play. The video is awful because I saw, I saw because you see, I saw it. You see the rules official tell the golfer he's lost the match. Yeah. And you could tell the golfer really wanted to cry. He's probably a young guy. He's probably a college the, guy. Yeah, the Pico. What was his? He's from in Argentina, I think. I don't know where he's, he's probably he's probably he's, he's a college age guy. Yeah. Okay. That that you know that's how young they are, and you could tell that he probably wanted to cry. Oh yeah, sure. I wanted to cry. Well, the well the go, the caddy cried. The caddy cried eventually, and he said he didn't blame the caddy. He didn't blame the caddy. The golfer didn't blame the caddy because. Who would have? Who would have thought? Well, that? if I'm the golfer, I'm getting my two oh, iron. Oh, you're killing! Out. You're killing him! Yeah, you're, I know you're <laughs> I, killing him. I'm breaking out the two iron, and we're having a conversation. We got a call, Mace. How are you? Thanks for calling. Doing well. How are you guys doing today? We're Great, good. Thanks. Okay, I got a quick question. Um, you said that he lost the hole, and that's why he lost the match, right? Correct. Okay. There. Are eight, I haven't played golf in a long time, but there are 18 holes, right? Correct. 
So how could they have been tied before this? It was, no, it was it was tied. You know, it was a match play. It was a match play. Uh, uh, it was a match. So it was even. It, it, it was, was even. even. You know, it was all even going going to the eighteenth hole. So since he lost the hole, the other guy wins the match because now the other guy wins one up. Okay, that's where I'm confused. They played seventeen holes already, right? Right, and they were tied. So how, how could it be tied after seventeen holes? Be- it can because I, 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 no, because sometimes you sometimes you you even there, the somebody hole. doesn't win every hole. There are some holes you tie. Okay. Yeah, okay. you know I, if they if, I, I didn't get that. Yeah, if like, both guys get a par, they tie the hole. So then they go. So okay. you you know usually in a match in in a good match, you know there's only four or five holes that are won, and in this particular match they each won the same number of holes. I don't know how many it was. And so they were, yeah. So they were tied going into the going into the last uh, the last hole. No, because you have a hole, and when you have a hole, that means you tied the hole. They could have tied all seventeen holes, and then you know theoretically, I, I don't know what you know what how it went, but they were tied going to seventeen. Okay, that's that's where I was confused. Okay, I'm like how could it be tied after seventeen holes? It's yeah. an odd number. Yeah, no, yeah, no. yeah somebody yeah, doesn't win every hole. Right. Okay, they, thank you very much. You're welcome. Thanks hey, for calling. Thanks. Hey, Mason, wait, real quick, do you listen to the show yeah. often? Yeah. In fact, I called in about two, three weeks ago when you guys were talking about basketball. And I don't know if you remember, last year I called in the first day of school. I'm a school teacher. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do, I do, I do now. Yes. Great. Yes. Yeah. Thanks well, a bunch. Uh, call again. Appreciate it. Will do. Appreciate Bye. it. Thanks a bunch. That was a good call. Thank you, Mace. Um, so yeah, no, that's I, I hate that, that's golf. unfortunate, and you know, and, and you know, golf is like that. I mean, there've been a lot of instances like that. You know, guys, you know, there was a guy, you know, back in the '60s who signed the wrong card, score card, on his right. court card. I, I think in the Masters, and he got disqualified and lost. And then just a few years ago, when we were talking about this off the air, Dustin Johnson thought he had won the PGA, and there was a hole where. He there was a his ball was in some sand, but he didn't think it was a sand trap because there were there had been you know the crowd had been standing in it. There was some grass matted down in it. He didn't realize it was a sand trap, so he went in there, took a couple of practice swings, hit the sand with his club, and then he hit his shot. He walks off the 18th hole. He's in he's in the lead by one, and they determined that that was a sand trap, and he got a two stroke penalty, and he lost the, he lost the PGA a major by a stroke because of that because of that ruling. That's why I don't play. It's man. awful. That's why I don't look, play. <laughs> look, when I go golfing with my kid, you you're know, allowed we, to touch the sand. Well, no, we don't. Really, we, we don't. I, I don't because I, I respect the rule. Uh-huh. But if I did, okay. I'm not taking the two stroke uh-huh. penalty. In fact, wait, wait, wait! You're facing your son. Okay, you haven't, here, you haven't been in. Here's an example. Years. Here's an example. In the, the last time that we played, you know, we were playing at a we we're playing at Suelo, and all the all the sand traps had had. You know, nice soft sand. Uh-huh. Okay, and you, we were hitting out of the sand, and yada yada. Then I hit into a trap, and I get in there, and I hit my ball, and the and the sand was hard, and I couldn't tell because it had a layer of soft sand. I hit my ball, and the sand was really hard, and it made me hit a horrible shot. And I said, "I'm not taking that because I did all the other sand, all the other traps. Were soft. I put my ball back, and I hit another shot. You know, and, and didn't and didn't count it. Oh, okay. And so my I, son was okay with that. You were—he was probably killing you by that time. No, no. Well, yeah, he was killing me at that time. I—I <laughs> I was getting ready to take an eight on the hole, and he was really sorry for me. But you know, but that's the rule. Yeah, you know, that, that's the rule. Totally get it. Totally you know, get now, it. Now, if we were playing for money, he never would he, let me get not away with you, that. Yeah. He's not giving yeah. me that. He sure. said, "Sorry, Dad, you're taking that stroke," mm-hmm. which is just fine. You know, I—I right. I want him to be competitive like that. Right. 
I found that story to be funny and interesting, and, <laughs> uh, well, and sad, of course. Well, you know, you feel you feel bad for the guy because again, you know, these kids that that are playing at that level, they playing been playing golf since they were little kids. Mm -hmm. They're in the U.S. Amateur. It's a huge tournament. You win the U.S. Amateur, you get to play in the Masters, mm -hmm. and I think you get to play in the U.S. Open. Right, you know, right as an amateur, you know, Ricky Barnes, you know, was a at the, from the U of A was a was a U.S. amateur champ. Right, right. Do you want to get into? I know we're going to take a break here in a little bit. Uh, you talked about uh, the SEC, SEC, uh, and some some COVID COVID. Yeah, let's numbers. talk about that a little bit after on, the break. The break. Because there's some okay. stuff in there that, again, I I am now in the camp that there shouldn't be football in the fall. <laughs> yeah, you've changed. <laughs> how, see how things quickly change yeah, they in can. COVID. They can. Well, it's like dog years. Dog years. <laughs> One day equals about half a year. Let, let's take a quick call from Chuck before we. I don't want to have him on the line uh, waiting for us to come back. Chuck, how are you? Hi, Steve. I haven't called you in a long time. Yes, yes. How are you, Chuck? No, pretty good. You know how much I love the game of baseball, right? Yes. Yes. I think I spent the first 20 some years of my life playing the game. But I got to tell you. It's all over now. I, I, the game of baseball is not how I used to know it. It's totally changed now. Uh, i just given up on the game now, uh, especially in light of uh, what they're doing to the game as far as this kneeling during the national anthem and the, the painting of the Black Lives Matter on the pitcher's mound and in the banners. It's, it's gotten to be too much for me. It, I, I'm just over it. I, I, I give up on baseball. I really have. Well, so. thanks for calling. I guess uh, so we'll, we'll, we'll do the taps. Is that music <laughs> for the taps? Well, I, I've got I've got issues with a lot of other issues with baseball. Not not so much well, that, yeah, but you know, it, it has. Look, it's not the game that we grew up watching, for better no. or worse. But it's you know, I still think it's a great game. I love going to Dodger games and I watch baseball, but it is different, and there's no doubt about that. Thank you. Hey, thanks for calling, thanks, Chuck. Thanks, Chuck. Yeah, Chuck, you've, Chuck has called when you've been on. Yeah, I think I think we call yeah, him. It's been like in May or June. Let's take a quick break here, talk about other things uh, related to COVID and SEC. There's no way they're going to play football. <laughs> here on 1030 The Voice. These days, most families are concerned with having the right insurance coverage. Protecting your family, home, auto, and other valuable possessions can be challenging and sometimes expensive. Crest Insurance gives you flexible options and solutions while saving you money. Insurance is not one size fits all, and at Crest, we find the coverage that's best for you and your family. Visit us online at www.crestins.com or call us toll-free at 888-881-5765. There's a place in our house. For 70 years, Benjamin Supply has been keeping Tucson flowing. Hygiene is our business. We help you achieve extreme clean. Minimize germ spreading with a hands-free sensor faucet. Forget the paper panic with a washlet seat. And speaking of waterworks, a big thanks to plumbers for their essential efforts during this health crisis. Shop our downtown showroom by appointment. Call us at 777-7000 or see all the products online at BenjaminSupply.com. Thanks to Benjamin Plumbing Supply. Hey, welcome back to Eye on the Ball here on 10 Through the Voice. I'm Steve Rivera, alongside co-host Jay Gonzalez, and we have about 10 minutes left. If you want to call in, please do, 790-2040. In the meantime, uh, Jay has some numbers about the uh, SEC. Well, you know, look, and, and everybody can go find numbers that's, that can support their right, position, right? right. right? And, well, that's, we'll and, that's what, and that's what's happening and, and, and all that. But, you know, in the heart of SEC country, a, a newspaper in, in, uh, in, uh, in Louisiana, uh, is, is quoting some some numbers from a doctor out of Atlanta. 
okay, mm -hmm. heart, heart of SEC. And the doctor, well, first of all, the quote was, you know, one of those, one of those, uh, the world is ending quotes. He said, I feel like the Titanic, we've hit the iceberg, and we're trying to make decisions of what time we should have the band play. But he, so we know where he's coming from, but, mm -hmm. you know, his stats were, and, and he's, you know, he, he said that the recommendation that, you know, to, to be able to have the sporting events and other events, you know, open mm -hmm. movie theaters and do all those things, it, it, the recommendation should be to have fewer than 10 new daily cases per 100,000 population and a testing positivity rate of less than 10%. And then he listed the states in the SEC plus, well, all the states in the SEC, you know, Alabama, Arkansas, Florida, yada, yada. And none of those states meet both of those criteria. Mm -hmm. And in fact, Alabama, Florida, Georgia, and Mississippi, which are the heart of SEC country, are the worst of the states in that criteria as it relates to cases per 100, where the, he says it should be 10, they're all 26 and above. And then the other stat on, you know, percentage of tests that are positive, they're all in the, you know, 15, 10, 15% range. So <clears throat> look, you know, I wanted football as much as anybody did. And and you know that. Yes. And did, it didn't matter where it, I just, let's just play football. But as I said, you know, a, a number of times that once, you know, we, we talked to the doctors and we got Dr. Robbins on our show and we've talked to other folks, you know, that it made sense what the Pac-12 and the Big Ten did. Sure. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, a lot of people have been asking, what do the Pac-12 and the Big Ten know that the SEC doesn't know? And somebody on the Pac-12 side said, you know, we understand the reality. They're not seeing the reality. Sure. Somebody from the SEC side shot back and said that the Pac-12 and Big Ten don't know what we know. <laughs> so, look, they're going to go back and forth. And, sure. You know, my position is still maybe the Pac-12 and the Big Ten could have waited a little longer, get the students on campus, sure. see what that's like. If it, you know, then if it becomes a problem, now we call it. Mm -hmm. But they didn't. They They felt confident enough that, that's going to be bad. Sure. So they just said, let's call it now and let's move on and start preparing for the spring. Well, all they did was they erred on the side of caution, did it, uh, did the uh, announcement a little before that anybody else will. I, I think that, what's today, 15? I think by September 1 that we'll hear more from the other conferences, uh, good or bad. Right. Well, again, as soon as the students get on campus. Sure. No, that was one of my questions to, to Hiki <clears throat> today. Okay, so you have the, the football team that has been kind of sequestered or in a bubble for about a month. You mm -hmm. know, they 84 of them, or however many. And now the students coming now this week, and, and next week they start, correct, the 24th? The 24th, a week so, from Monday. So they're going to start to trickle in, do their tests, whether they're gutted or not. But I guarantee you they're going to be kind of like going out, doing things, yada, yada. And the football players are going to – I even kind of phrase the question. You know the players saying – well, there's no more football. Right. What do we have to worry about? Right. It, look, if the grown-ups can't help themselves like the guys in, the, in Major League Baseball Correct. and the NFL, if they Correct. can't help themselves, how is an 18-year-old kid who's away from home for the first time, Yes, he's got, you know... Co-eds everywhere. Co-eds and friends all over the place. And say, come on. You're, just, you're okay. Come on. Just right. put on a mask. I just got go. tested. I just got tested. Uh, yeah, I'm put good. on a mask. We're good. We're yeah, good. Yeah. Yeah. Of course they're going to go do stuff. Defense rest, Your Honor. The defense <laughs> rest, Your Honor. <laughs> look... Look, I'm not rooting for their to not be college no, of football. Not. I, I'm not. But I just have a hard time thinking that they're going to pull this off. Part up. of the thing, though, and Hickey and a, a lot of the upper management types say, we know there's going to be 
negatives. We know that they're going to test right. positive. Right. Um, we just got to learn how to deal with it. Right. Right. Look, look, they did the best they could to try and build something that, that they could manage it with. And, they, you know, they just realized. And again, I'm, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to put my hat in the ring of the of what I think are the smarter schools. Mm-hmm. And I think the smarter schools are in the Big Ten and the Pac-12. Well, part of that, too, is and you've talked to this because you got into it with a with a with a blogger or a troller or whatever you want to call those online on Twitter. Um, there's a lot of doctors out there who are bus drivers or mechanics. Exactly. Uh, and they have all the answers. Right. And and I don't really believe in those guys. Right. No, I'm again, I'm listening to the heart surgeons right, and, right. The, and the guys who do this for a living. And I know the SEC guys think they're doing that too. And fine, listen to those guys, yeah, yeah, yeah. follow those guys. And you know what? Good luck. Mm-hmm. Good, good luck to you. I, I, I hope you pull it off. Uh, it's going to be a, the, the, fo- the fall will be more fun if they're playing football. But I would hate to see it become a train wreck. Right. I, I don't want it to become a train wreck because what if they get five games into the season and they have to call it off and now they can't play in the spring? So no, no, no. What, I get what it. are you going to do? No, that's a perfect example. Pac-12 has erred on the side of caution. They're going to they're going to worry about that down the road if they right. get that far. But you know, in Sports Illustrated. I don't know if you saw the cover of, of the, the. They had athletic directors, coaches, and players versus presidents, trustees, and lawyers. Pretty much, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. Because it's money. People who want the game to be played, and people are saying you can't because we have things that we have to pay attention to. Doctors who are telling us don't do. You can't put these universities at risk. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. the first time a player gets it, has a heart problem, and kicks in the middle of the season. Good luck with that. Yeah, yeah. Now you've now you've wrecked the whole thing. Mm -hmm. So and all it takes is one. All it takes is one. Mm All it takes is one. So now, I look. Let, let's you know. And we're not defending the Pac-12, right? Let's we just, don't need to defend the Pac-12. Right, we don't. You know, and they don't need us to defend them. <laughs> no, 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 no. Exactly, they, exactly. They really don't. They yeah, really don't. I, I just think it's a good decision, knowing what I know from the people that talk about it all the time. Right. Um, I know if I had a kid, I would be very who plays football. I would very be very be very concerned about the whole thing. Well, I don't know what the heck the high schools are doing. That's another issue. If the colleges can't pull off football, how do the high schools pull I off football? I think eventually they won't either. Eventually they won't either. You know, I, I, I really worry about that. And that's a sad state because you, when you're young, you want to do... You want to do this w- stuff. And football know? too. Uh, football, college football. Come on, what is college football about? Or yeah. what's college all about? Right, right. Well, for a lot of these, you know, a lot of these kids, and like we said, uh, you know, yesterday with Tony Amato on the show, so many of these kids have just... This is what they've been shooting for their whole lives, right. and that's being taken away from them. Right. You know, and that, that's right. a that's a hard thing to go through. Look, we'll we'll kick this around a lot more. I I, I want you know t- tell our listeners what we're going to have on Monday. We're going to have John Wilner and Anthony Jamino in here oh, okay. for a sports writers roundtable, and the four of us are going to get on and look. The four of us has known each other have known each other for a hundred years. years. Yeah, yeah. You know, between the four of us, we've got well over a hundred years. That's an ugly number right, of right. you know of doing this type of stuff. And we're going to bring them both in at the same time. All four of us are going to be here since you know now. You know, I'm not going to fight all you guys because we don't have. That's, that's right. That's <laughs> we're not going to have football. But you know, John John has really been doing a good job, and Anthony is too in terms of you know keeping up with paying attention on. to all the stuff, all the decisions. 
you know, how's this affecting college football as a whole, not just in the Pac-12, not just at the U of A, but nationally. And these two guys have a lot of knowledge and they're, you know, they're out there, you know, knocking on doors and talking to people. Steve does too. I not so much. I'm just the old guy who sits around and, you know, but you keep up, you, to keep the, you, you follow that Twitter I, I, stuff. I'm following a lot of stuff and paying attention to a lot of people who I think are, are pretty smart and, uh, you know, forming my opinions from, from all of that. But I think, uh, you know, we, I'd, I'd like to do that. Discussion. It should be fun discussion. I'd like to do that on a regular basis because I, I really respect, uh, you know, the, the work that all you guys have been doing over the years. And, you know, I, I stopped covering, actually covering, you know, U of A sports a long time ago, and these guys are all still doing it. So this is going to be a lot of fun to get all those guys on the phone at one time. And, you know, let's kick this around. We'd love to have some callers and have you guys out there ask some questions about, uh, you know, what these guys are doing. It's going to be it's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of I'll fun. I'll bring the Stogies. Remember the back in the show? How you doing, Jay? Well, what do you think about those <laughs> b- b- Chicago Bear guys? <laughs> Maybe we'll tell a few old st- oh, a yeah, few yeah, old stories, you know. That'll cause, be fun. Because we, not only have we worked together, we competed we've, against you. We've, we've done other stuff, let's just say. So yeah, it, right, right. it should be a lot of fun. So we hope, uh, we hope you'll tune in on Monday, and, you know, we should have a lot of fun with that show. Great. Great show today. A yes, as they say in Spanish, a 10. Uh, (laughs) Yes, exactly. Okay, thanks, everybody. Everybody have a great weekend, and we'll see you on Monday.